Welcome to Inspire Her Health, your podcast for all things her. We are a one-stop shop dedicated to inspiring you to live your best by providing the latest tips, tricks, and stories from leading experts in the industry. Our mission is to bring women just like you together in an inspiring community to enhance your mind, body, and life in the healthiest way possible. Welcome, sister. You're in the right place. This is where you belong. So let's begin. Hello and welcome to another episode of Inspire Her Health Podcast. I'm Christine Nicole, your host, CEO, and founder of Inspire Her Health. On today's episode, we have Rachel Rotabi. Rachel is a functional health coach with certifications in personal training, nutrition coaching, and functional medicine. In her coaching practice, she helps busy women uncover what's holding them back from being able to lose weight. She looks into hormone imbalances, nutrition deficiencies, food sensitivities, and much more. So I really wanted to pick Rachel's brain all around immunity. I thought this topic is such a hot topic right now, and it would be a perfect topic to drop, especially given the fact that we are getting close to back to school. If you're listening in the Western area of the world, and you know, we're talking about a second phase of COVID coming soon. So we definitely need to prep our bodies and our immune system to really help us move forward in the coming future here. So Rachel dives deep into what it really takes to boost the immunity with lifestyle changes and food choices. She talks about how there are a few things that can trigger poor immunity, and she gives us her tips and tricks on how to help uh, get through those, mitigate those problems. Uh, She also will give us a free resource at the end of the podcast, a free gift, um, a meal plan that she's designed that helps boost immunity. So this podcast is one of those things that there's quite a bit of scientific information and she gives us a lot of things that we should probably be writing down. So like I've said in other episodes, if you are listening at home, make sure you have a pen and paper. If you are listening anywhere else where you don't have a pen and paper, maybe have your phone, your notes ready on your phone that you can just jot some things down because she is going to really give us a whole bunch of awesome tidbits that we can use for ourselves and our families moving forward to really help our immune systems stay strong and vital. So without further ado, let's listen to Rachel. This episode is brought to you by our favorite superfood company, Energy Bits. Energy Bits are tiny nutrition tablets that contain spirulina and chlorella algae. These algae tablets are safe, pure, and packed with over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein. These fast, easy, convenient raw tablets can be swallowed, chewed, added to smoothies, salads, trail mix, or other healthy snacks. Now, not all algae is created high quality, but at Inspire Her Health, we trust and stand behind Energy Bits tablets because they are the only algae brand sold, endorsed, trusted, and used by doctors, nutritionists, and wellness professionals nationwide. They are also endorsed by over 50 Olympic athletes and professional athletes. So whether you're an athlete yourself, a mom like me, working professional, wellness buff, 
or somebody in between, these superfood tablets are sure to help improve your immune system, energy, focus, hunger, beauty, nutrition, and overall health. Visit EnergyBits website to learn more and order your LG superfood tablets today. Go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off. Once again, go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off your order of these amazing algae superfood tablets. So welcome, Rachel, to the show. So excited to have you with us today. I'm really looking forward to our chat. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Christine. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Super excited to have you. So, you know, I would love to pick your brain all around immunity today, and we're going to dive deep into the subject. But before we do that, can you just introduce yourself to the audience, uh, let them know who you are, who they're listening to, um, a little bit about how you got started with functional medicine and what functional medicine is? Absolutely. Yeah. So I actually started my career as an engineer and I went into the medical device space because I wanted to use my degree to be able to help people. And I've always loved science and really interested in it. So I did that for about 11 years along the way, became a mom. And then around 2014, things started getting pretty crazy, both on a personal front and on a, a career front. There was Obamacare going on, and which was great, you know, from the United States. And um, they're trying to give access to everybody for healthcare, which is, you know, I know you guys have that in Canada, right? Um, but, you know, in the U.S., it's a little bit different. And um, so, you know, there's this initiative to try to get access to care for everybody, which was really great. Uh, but it also just turned our, you know, my industry that I was working in on its head because we had to change everything about how we were working. The same went for our customers who you know, were hospitals and hospital systems. So things got really crazy. We had a lot of layoffs. I didn't get laid off, but I, I was then kind of doing the work that three people used to do. So that was a little interesting. We were trying to do all these different new things to figure out what was going to work in this new environment. And then at the same time, I had had a couple of miscarriages and, you know, it was kind of stressful on a um, personal front as a result. Um, my husband and I were both traveling all over the country at the time for our jobs. And so my daughter, my older daughter at the time was almost three. And so I decided to just hit a pause on my career and spend some more time with her. And I knew I still wanted to do something. And so I started, you know, doing some soul searching and brainstorming and, watched some Netflix documentaries, things like Forks Over Knives and other things about nutrition. So that's something I've always been interested in. I was like, wow, that is so cool to be able to use nutrition as like a therapy. Like, how do I do that as a career? So I tried to research and find out, didn't really find anything at the time. And so I eventually had my second child and decided to kind of per pursue this preventive health path. So I started as a personal trainer and then got a nutrition coaching certification. And then that's when I found out about functional medicine. And so I spent the last two years studying that. And I know a lot of people are not familiar with what functional medicine is. So the way I like to describe it is that functional medicine helps us identify what the root cause issues are that are holding us back from being able to feel truly vibrant. So it can be really helpful, helpful for things like fatigue, IBS, 
a lot of chronic conditions too, like diabetes, cardiovascular disease, also autoimmune conditions. Because what we do is we work to get the body back into balance. And so, you know, part of it is stress management, which is really takes a toll on our physical body in lots of different ways, um, as well as kind of looking at clinical symptoms and then knowing from that what some of the drivers might be just from, you know, research that's been done in functional medicine. And then a lot of really advanced functional testing. So we look at our standard blood work that most of us get done for our physical, our annual physical, from a different lens, from like a functional lens. And um, like, if you think about, you know, a lot of people, I know a lot of women that I talk to in my practice will say, you know, well, my doctor says everything's fine, but I am really tired or I can't lose weight or I just know something's wrong. And sometimes we can't get to the bottom of what those answers are. So functional medicine can be really helpful in that um, regard because a lot of times, you know, in lab testing, conventional medicine will look within this reference range of what is considered normal. Well, as at least in the U.S., right, our, our population has unfortunately gotten more sick over the last 30 years or so with all of these chronic conditions. There's like this obesity epidemic. And what they've actually done is that reference range represents 95% of the population. So as the population has gotten more sick, that reference range has just gotten bigger to encapsulate that 95%. And so that's why there's a lot of dysfunction that can happen within that quote unquote normal. So in functional medicine, we look at the optimal range for different lab values in order to get people really feeling good again. And then there's also more advanced functional testing we can do. A lot of it um, is, revolves around gut health. So we might do stool tests to look at the different bacteria levels that are within there to see what might be off and then work to get it back to where it should be. Uh, also nutrient deficiencies can cause a lot of dysfunction within the body. So there's some testing that we can do to look at that. Uh, hormones, lots of different things. And it's all very individualized too. So depending on you know, what your story is in terms of your history, and you know how you've arrived to where you are and what your symptoms are will create a very individualized kind of quote unquote treatment plan for you to help you kind of get back to get back into balance and in my practice i focus on helping women uncover what holds them back from being able to lose weight because of my background in, in personal training so there are a number of different things that can be kind of holding people back kind of behind the scenes that a lot of people might not be aware of. And a lot of these tests, you know, different markers that we look at specifically for this are not part of the standard battery of tests that are run by, you know, a primary doctor or even an endocrinologist. So um, there's a lot that we can do to kind of figure out what is going on and, and dig deep and, and get things back into balance so that people can feel really good. Wow, that's so fascinating. And it's, it's, I'm listening to you talk and it seems so much more comprehensive than what you get with a standard exam or going to see your standard GP. Um, now with your tests, you know, you were talking about the test. Is that something that, that you can recommend or do you have to have people um, do some tests through their doctors or is a lot of them can just be done from you directly? So it really depends on, you know, the different situation with the, the individual. I've done it a few different ways. A lot of times, so I'm not a licensed healthcare professional and there definitely is, you know, time and place for, you know, Western medicine and all of that, um, obviously, especially for kind of acute issues like going to the ER. Um, 
medicine because you're having a heart attack. Like that's the space that I used to work in the medical device field. Obviously functional medicine is not going to help you, you know, in that situation. So definitely there, you know, it's a time and place um, for Western medicine. So a lot of times what I'll do is, you know, we kind of put together this map of what we think is going on for, you know, so let's say for you, Christine, and um, we might work with that person's doctor if they have a good relationship and, you know, their doctor's kind of a little bit holistically minded, they might be open to ordering a few tests so we can kind of get a good gauge of what's going on. Other cases, maybe the doctor's not open to that or there's issues with insurance or that type of thing. And that's not really an option. So um, I do have a functional medicine doctor that I partner with. And so I refer a lot of my uh, clients to her for the testing and for some of the treatment as well. And, um, or there's even a third party, you know, there's third party websites that you can go to to actually order your own test now. So that's another option that some of my clients have used. So the options are, are there like for yeah. any, for anybody. And you know, it's funny, you said that about some doctors being open to, to a holistic approach and some others, not so much. And when you were talking about the fact that, you know, a lot of people come to you because they've, they're getting no answers from their GP that really hit home with me because that happened to me. Oh, I don't even know, like 2013. Um, I had a, a huge health crash. They did all these tests. They found out there was nothing. They said there was nothing wrong. I knew something was wrong. And it wasn't until I went to like a natural path that she was like, okay, you have celiac disease. Like this is, oh. this is, this is why you're feeling the way you are. And it was, it was so comprehensive, you know, and it's just listening to you. And I'm sure the audience are listening and being like, Oh, that's really, you know, that's, there may be some hope out there for people who are going through the same kind of struggles. Um, it's always great to search for alternatives and, you know, like you said about our Western medicine, Western medicine is amazing and I do not poo-poo it at all, but the one area they do fall short on is chronic illness. And so, yeah, finding somebody that's like you that actually spends the time to dig is really important and is really nice to have for sure. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad to hear that you found an answer and my goodness, I'm so glad that you did because celiac can really cause, you know, a lot of issues, but it's, it's definitely something, right, that you can work on and kind of manage through and, and feel a lot better on the other side of it. And yeah, functional medicine is very similar to naturopathy also, I would yeah. say. Yeah, that's amazing. So let's, let's dive into immunity. I'm sure everybody that's listening is like itching to, to find out. Oh, you know, we are nearing the end of the summer and that means back to school for a lot of us. I don't know, you know, it depends on which state you're listening to, but Canada over here, we're going back to school. Flu season is going to be starting and they've been predicting a second wave of COVID as well. So I really feel like this episode and this time, this episode is going to drop is going to be perfect. So Let's dive into it. First, can you tell us, Rachel, a little bit about the immune system for people who are listening that don't know so much about it, how, how it works and how it does fight disease. We can kind of get a background and kind of know a little bit about the science about the immune system. Yeah, definitely. So it might be interesting for you folks to know that actually a lot of our immune system is in our gut. If you think about it, you know, our food and everything is coming through the digestive tract and um, it's a little bit like our intestinal lining is a little bit permeable. So that's the way that nutrients and things can get out into the bloodstream. So right around there, there is a lot of our immune system ready to survey what the heck is going on with the food that we're eating and other things that might be in our, in our bloodstream. 
So the immune system's job is actually most of the time to be able to tolerate things that are um, foreign invaders, I guess you would say, within the body. And then there's different you know, parts of the immune system that can go out and fight those things. But also the immune system can get put into kind of this state of imbalance, right? Where, um, you know, especially for functional medicine, one of the things that we talk about, um, you know, especially for chronic conditions and especially autoimmune, which is when autoimmune is when your body, your immune system kind of gets a little bit confused and it starts to attack a part of your body itself because it's confusing that with a foreign invader. So, you know, we want to try to make sure that our immune system can stay really balanced. So that way it can tolerate the foreign invaders and work to address those. But if there are different things within our body that are causing the immune system to be a little bit distracted, then that's when the immune system can get a little bit out of balance and then um, you know, will uh, end up in a situation where either it can't fight off those things that are coming into our body or um, so either can't find, fight them off or we'll start to actually attack our own body in that autoimmune type situation. So some of the things I want to talk to you guys about today are some ways that we can help keep our body within balance so that way our immune system is really able to function optimally so that it can protect us from some of the things that are out there, including right now COVID. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you were saying how, you know, if, if your immune system, you know, starts to kind of get a little bit overreactive, it can cause the autoimmune response. And there's so much science now showing that a lot of autoimmune problems are linked to poor gut health, like you were talking about. Like, you know, a lot of people are looking to gut health as being the main source of how, of how the body functions and the health and the overall of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. There is actually, you know, we have all these bacteria that are supposed to be right in our gut and they actually have more DNA then we have human DNA. So there is a lot that can actually be controlled by our microbiome, or the, that's what they call those bacteria that are in our gut. It can affect our mood, it can definitely affect our immunity, lots of different things. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Awesome. So now what kind of things can we do? Like let's start, let's start with with maybe food. Rachel, what kind of, what kind of foods and, you know, um, maybe supplements as well, what can we put into our body that would help support a healthy immune system and boost immunity? Yeah. So there are a few key nutrients that are really helpful, um, for boosting the immune system. And, you know, those can all be tested too, to kind of see what your status is. If you work with a, you know, functional medicine doctor or, or what have you. Um, but some of those key nutrients are vitamin D vitamin A, vitamin C, and zinc. So those are all really important to um, immune function. So uh, some of the sources for that, vitamin D, the most bioavailable source of vitamin D is actually from sunlight, but we wanna get sun exposure for about like 15 minutes and without sunscreen on actually and try to expose as much of your skin as possible in order to get that vitamin D in. Um, vitamin D deficiency is actually pretty common. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when vitamin D is low, that's one of the, you know, corollaries with getting kind of an autoimmune condition. So, um, yeah, getting some vitamin D from the sun. Another good food source of vitamin D is from salmon. Um, it has a high, high vitamin D content. 
And then vitamin A is found in a lot of orange foods. So things like the beta carotene is the um, you know, nutrient that converts into vitamin A from food. And so like a lot of orange foods are high in vitamin A. So that's things like carrots, sweet potatoes, pumpkin, um, those types of things. And then vitamin C, I think a lot of people are familiar with that. Um, obviously, um, you know, citrus, really high in vitamin C, as well as berries. And also leafy greens, things like spinach and kale are really high in vitamin C. And then, um, you know, zinc is usually found in meat and poultry, but for folks that don't eat, you know, um, meat, like plant-based folks, hemp seeds and other seeds can be a high source of zinc as well. And then in addition to that, there's a couple of things that I, um, you know, recommend just for kind of overall wellness, but helps with the immune system as well. And that's another thing that I love about functional medicine is like, whereas sometimes, you know, with prescriptions that we take and that type of thing, there can be these crazy side effects, right? Um, a lot of times with functional medicine, it's more natural um, solutions will have a lot more like kind of complementary benefits that will, you know, help in lots of different areas. So um, one example that I like to talk about is also cruciferous vegetables. So things like Brussels sprouts, uh, kale, cauliflower, those types of things. Um, they actually help with a process called methylation, which is how our, at a cellular level, how we detoxify and how we can help uh, promote positive gene expression. So some people might also be surprised to learn that our DNA is actually not 100% fixed. And there are ways that we can affect how our genes are expressed um, through lifestyle choices that we make, so including stress and um, you know, the foods that we eat. And there's a specific study related to foods and gene expression called nutrigenomics. So we can actually promote like a more positive gene expression to help us actually fight disease through our diet, which is pretty cool. And so those cruciferous vegetables are one of those things that can be really, really helpful for that. So I personally try to get those in at least once a day. Um, and really with plants, we wanna to try to get, um, I think some of the opinion leaders in functional medicine say something like, I think that, you know, the standard guideline is like five or something, but they're saying more like eight to 10 servings per day of um, you know, fruits and vegetables. And so you know, with, with a serving, we're talking about like a fist your, like your hand, a fist worth would be like one serving of vegetables. And then for fruit, we're talking about like a cup handful would be a serving size. So just trying to get as much of that in as possible because the plants have so many nutrients in them. Like they have nutrients in there we don't even have a name for, but our body knows how to use them. And they also have a lot of antioxidants, which help to fight inflammation, which is also um, really important for immune um, strength because, you know, inflammation kind of drags down a lot of different processes within our body. And actually, you know, in terms of COVID, inflammation is a risk factor. Like inflammation is involved in um, cardiovascular disease and diabetes, which we know are two of the big kind of pre-existing conditions related to COVID. Um, well, that's actually the reason is that though both of those are kind of inflammatory diseases. And what happens with COVID is what they call this cytokine storm, which are these little kind of inflammatory molecules. And what happens is with the inflammation and then COVID comes in, it creates almost like an autoimmune reaction, but of uh, inflammation. And then all of our systems of our bodies start to really struggle. Um, and so, you know, 
those fruits and vegetables help to fight inflammation. And then another thing that we want to try to uh, stay away from as much as possible because of the inflammatory nature of it is actually sugar. Um, sugar is toxic to our blood in high amounts. And so, you know, trying to reduce, you know, especially added sugar as much as possible can help to fight inflammation quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and then also another thing that can help is making sure we're getting some good omega-3 fats in our diet. So omega-3s are um, anti-inflammatory, whereas omega-6s are generally more inflammatory. And unfortunately, we have a lot more of those in at least the standard American diet um, and a lot of the you know, oils that come in processed foods and like on you know, chips and those types of things that we eat. So omega-3s are going to be um, you know, like fish oil and flax are really high in omega-3 fats. So you get, there's like a, a, a animal-based one, which is the fish, you know, fish oil, that type of three. And then there's, you know, flax for those folks that are plant-based that um, is high in omega-3s. That's a plant-based source. So getting a lot of those in um, is really helpful to help fight inflammation and trying to, to limit the others. And some other healthy oils that are great to cook with are um, coconut oil, which also has kind of an antimicrobial component to it, as well as avocado, so and then olive oil. So those three oils are great to use for cooking and then making sure that we're getting some good omega-3s in, which also salmon is high in, right? It also has a vitamin D. So um, yeah, those are kind of some of the good things that we wanna to try to get in our diet to help boost our immunity. Oh, those are great tips. So listeners, you might want to like pause and go back and write those out. There was a few. Actually, right on that note, Christine, I, I created with a, another entrepreneur that I have worked with before this uh, immunity boosting meal plan. So I'll make sure to send you the link for that. It's on, I have like a page of COVID resources and it's free. So it talks about the different nutrients and there's a bunch of recipes that we created that actually include all of these things in them. So it really helps with boosting immunity. That's perfect. That, okay, I will have that link for everybody that's listening. I will have that in the show notes. So once you're done, you can just click the link under this podcast episode and go to the show notes and then you can find that resource. That's a great resource. Now, one thing came up, a question came up in my mind when you were talking, and I kind of want to backtrack to the beginning when you were talking about vitamins and some supplements to take. Now, you were recommending vitamin D, A, and C, and zinc. Now, are any of those vitamins... Is any of those dangerous to take in high amounts? Like people have to, should be careful of how much they're taking or maybe get tested first to see their levels before they start supplementing with those? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, for sure, I think it's always better to know your levels before you start supplementing. Um, you know, these we're talking about are all you know, uh, food sources. So you're not gonna get the high doses that you would from a supplement. The supplements are actually designed to really amplify you know, the amount of that vitamin or nutrient or mineral that you're going to get. So um, I would definitely recommend, you know, checking first. I mean, one for sure that you want to be careful with is um, vitamin D mm -hmm. because vitamin D is actually a hormone. And so, you know, it's kind of the precursor to a lot of different things that affect our cholesterol levels and lots of different things. So being too high in vitamin D is not good. Um, I don't think I've ever known of anybody, at least in my practice, who's high, but, you know, definitely if you do over supplement, that can happen. So um, definitely would recommend getting tested first to kind of see where you're at before you start any kind of supplements. And the other you know, thing you have to be careful with that, not necessarily with any of these that we're talking about, but just some other supplements that are out there is 
there can be interactions between medications mm -hmm. and your supplements. And some supplements are contraindicated for certain medical conditions. So definitely you want to, you know, be careful about, um, you know, supplements that you're taking. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I like I'm in Canada, you're in California. And I know, I mean, California's got a lot of sunshine. So we probably up here, like vitamin D deficiency is rampant. Like I would say probably close to like 95% of people are under the, the normal range and quite a few, you know, quite a few notches under. Mm. Um, so they, you know, when you're up in the Northern climates, it might be wise to get your serum checked right? And then maybe just do some, some foods, introduce some foods that have vitamin, that are vitamin D rich, and then maybe supplement along the way. How, like if you're, if they were going to do that, get their serum checked, and then, so they would come to see maybe someone like you, um, is it usually like six months after they started the, the protocol of maybe supplementing and then adding the foods in, would they get retested again? Or how does that usually look like? Yeah. I mean, it depends. I think for something like vitamin D, if someone was deficient in vitamin D, I think it's definitely good to recheck in six months. Um, but we can also, you know, if that's not an option for whatever reason, also go by kind of what, how you're feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, uh, hopefully, you know, you're coming to alleviate, or maybe you just want to kind of optimize. That's also, um, a choice. I actually work with a functional medicine doctor myself to optimize my own health. That's something I started doing recently just to kind of stay on top of things. I just turned 40. So, um, but yeah, you know, I think it's good when you can to retest every six months or so, whenever, you know, your health system allows you to, I think in the U S it is every six months. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just to kind of see where you're at. Yeah. And you guys can't see Rachel, but she looks fantastic for being 40. <laughs> she doesn't look 40 at all. So oh. her lifestyle, you can tell, I mean, you really can see it, right? I know this is kind of getting off track a little bit, but you can, you can really see a people are really nurturing themselves from the inside. Um, you can really see it from the outside for sure. And you look fantastic. So oh. she's, she's oh. talking the talk and she's walking the walk for sure. Um, <laughs> so another one more question before I kind of wanted to get into like lifestyle of um, boosting immunity, but one more question. And I, I hear this a lot. Um, a lot of people have a hard time. You were saying, you know, you want to get up to eight servings of vegetables and fruits a day. I know a lot of people have a hard time trying to, to, you know, incorporate that into their lifestyle. Are there a few tips that you can give them to be able to incorporate all of those servings in one day? It's a little bit easier than maybe just eating a whole bunch of salads or what would you <laughs> recommend? Yeah. Well, I think one thing that just kind of helps in general with, um, you know, planning, reducing stress. Cause I think another thing too, at least in my coaching practice, my philosophy is that healthy eating should not be one more thing to stress you out. Mm -hmm. And so um, you know, ways we can make it easier. So, you know, one thing that I think helps a lot is to meal plan, honestly. Uh, most of us have some more free time on the weekend versus during the week. So sitting down and writing out and you can look at what you have available to you in your house, like put together a plan of what you're going to have for your meals. And then, you know, figure out ways that maybe you can, you know, add a fruit or vegetable into whatever you're having. So, um, you know, some examples, like I, you know, have these like flax protein pancakes that I make. So, you know, several months ago, I was like, how can I make this better? Oh, I'm going to add blueberries into this because blueberries are really high in antioxidants. So add a few, you know, I make kind of a big batch of it. So I add a few handfuls of blueberries in there. Um, that's a way to kind of get one serving in. Or like sometimes when I make 
um, burgers for my daughters. I'll chop up some veggies and put them in there. So they kind of don't have a choice whether they eat it or not. Um, but also it's just kind of a way of, of getting some more vegetables in. But I think definitely, you know, starting with that plan of what you're going to make um, definitely helps. Another thing too, because it's really good to kind of get some good variety of different fruits and vegetables instead of eating the same, you know, like carrots, apples, bananas, like having those three every single day. If you mix it up a little bit more, then you're able to get a lot more variety of nutrients and antioxidants into your diet. So doing a CSA box, which is like a community sourced agriculture box. So some of them are like farm fresh to you or imperfect foods, a couple Oh, what's the other one? I can't. Th There's one on the east coast of the U.S. that I, I can't think of the name right now. But anyway, you know those different farm boxes because a lot of times they're customizable, and so you can pick things that you know you can have delivered to your house. And a lot of times, maybe they have things there that you can't even get at the grocery store. So it's kind of a good way to be able to mix things up and get some other you know fruits and vegetables into your diet. And also, you know, trying to make these changes one at a time so it doesn't become really overwhelming. So maybe you start with dinner and think about, okay, we're going to try to aim for two vegetables in our dinner dishes every night. And so that's your initial goal. And then once you get that going well, then you move to lunch. You're like, okay, how can I add some more fruits and vegetables into that meal? Like maybe if you're having a sandwich, you add a few vegetables to your sandwich, you know? Um, so different ways, you know, to kind of make it, easier and not stressful to add them in. I think that was a, a great point that you had, Christine. Those are great tips. Thank you. So what other things that can, can we do, Rachel, to, you know, you talked about food, but what other things can we do to really support our immune system? Yeah. So I think one of the, I'm not sure which one I would say is more important, but um, they both start with S. That's the first <laughs> one I guess we can talk about is sleep. So getting you know, an ample amount of sleep, which I guess, depending on who you talk to is somewhere between like seven and a half and eight hours a night can really help. That's when our body repairs a lot of the different, you know, systems within our body. And also melatonin, which I think most, you know, some folks know melatonin is a hormone that um, it's kind of a relaxing hormone and it um, comes about while we're sleeping. It's also an immunoregulator. So those are some of the reasons why um, sleep is really important for our immune function. And then on a related note, another thing that is really important is um, managing our stress. So I like to you know, say calm to like put it on a positive spin. So making sure that there are ways that we are, especially right now with all of the craziness of you know the pandemic that we're in, ways that we can manage our stress on a daily basis, even if it's like a three minute thing that you do every day is hugely important. So, um, and I think having those daily things, you know, some of the clients that I work with are like, oh yeah, I get a massage once a month or oh, I exercise a few days a week. That's great. But we really want to make sure we're doing these really easy to manage things to manage our stress on a daily basis, because a lot of us have a lot of stress coming at us all the time. And so what happens is we have these two nervous systems within our body. There's the sympathetic fight or flight, and then the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. 
our bodies were designed to primarily be like spend 90% in the parasympathetic rest and digest nervous system. But our modern world puts us in that sympathetic so much of the time. And I think a lot of us aren't even aware of it because we're so used to it, but that actually is a stress on our body. And you know, those nervous systems were designed to help humans be able to run from a saber tooth tiger, right? In those like life or death situations, hundreds of years ago or thousands, I don't even know. Um, and so, you know, that stress response increases our blood pressure, increases our blood sugar, and increases our metabolism, at least in the short term. But then in order to do that, stress also decreases our digestion, decreases our immunity, because in our, you know, in that fight or flight, like life or death moment, doesn't really matter. Uh, our digestion, our immunity, and our reproductive systems are all downregulated um, as a result of stress. And so, you know, if you think about a lot of the chronic conditions that we are really struggling with today, a lot of those, like the root cause of it, stress is definitely a major player in that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, making sure that we have ways of managing our stress on, on a regular basis is really important. So some of the things that I talk to my um, clients about, number one, exercise, um, you know, at least, you know, trying to get like 15 minutes a day and it doesn't have to be anything crazy. You know, it can be walking outside and spending time outside too is a great way um, to kind of help our, our stress and our uh, nervous systems calm down a little bit. Being out in nature actually has a calming effect on our bodies. Um, Also different mindfulness practices. I'm not going to talk about meditation because I know everybody talks about that one, but like some things that are really easy, like for example, box breathing. So if you get into a situation either at work or with your kids or with your spouse or, you know, just feeling overwhelmed, this is a really easy thing you can do. You kind of think about making a box with your breath. So you breathe in for five and then hold at the top for five, breathe out for five, and then hold at the bottom for five. And you go around that box as many times as you need to, but that actually helps us get from that sympathetic fight or flight nervous system state back to the parasympathetic. So really easy to do anytime, anywhere, um, just to calm ourselves down. Also writing down or maybe sharing, you know, around the dinner table, three things that you're grateful for, for that day. Gratitude is another way of really helping our mental state. Um, We just wanna make sure that we're sharing things that are really unique to that day. If we say the same three things over and over, it doesn't affect our, our neurons the same way that, you know, practicing that every day does. Um, and then I'm, I'm a fan of the calm app personally. I do, you know, try to meditate and I use that app, you know, quite a bit. They have a, a masterclass on happiness. And I really like this, especially for right now, for kind of, you know, isolated and that type of thing. There um, is this masterclass on happiness by Sean Acor, who's a researcher. And what he challenges us to do is to send an email to one person you're grateful for, for the next 21 days. So you send an email every day and it's actually really cool if you do it to see what happens as a result. Like people feel so touched that you reached out and shared that with them. It inspires them to maybe even take the same action and puts a lot more positivity out there in the world. Um, But I think, you know, especially right now with COVID and not being able to see people that we might want to see, it's a great way to kind of stay connected and help, um, work on, our, you know, having a positive mental state, which I know is like such a huge challenge right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, those are some of the kind of easy things around mindfulness. Again, making sure you're planning some rest in your day and then just planning in general. Like we've talked a little about meal planning, but I think the more that we can have a plan instead of reacting to things, um, can definitely help with, um, you know, managing our stress. And then also, like we kind of talked about, I mean, there are some nutrient deficiencies and different things with gut health or even genetic SNPs in our um, DNA that can predispose us to being a stress case. Sometimes I wonder if I have this and haven't been tested <laughs> for it yet. Um, and so, you know, knowing kind of those things about your body can be really helpful also. Those are um, fantastic. Yeah. So those are, I mean, the kind of three big ones that I talk about are sleep, calm and eat. So we kind of hit all three of those now. Those are kind of the three things that we can work on to help boost our immunity. So I'd recommend, you know, taking one at a time and, you know, whatever you think is either going to be really easy for you to implement or something that's going to be the most impactful, work on that one first, get some of that stuff dialed in and then move on to the next thing. Yeah. And you know, I love how you, you talked about box breathing. I've done that before many times. Um, and it, like I can contest, it works so well. And the beautiful thing about it, like you said, you can do it anywhere. You know, yeah. if you're feeling stressed, like you said, at work, or maybe you're in your car or wherever you to pull over. Cause you, you know, somebody cut you off. You can do it literally anywhere because it doesn't take that much time at all. And it really helps to downregulate. It really does. Yeah. yeah. It's a great tip. Awesome. I, I also like that, uh, 21 days of sending a great, you know, a, a, a email out to show gratitude to people that you know in your life. That's how good would that make you feel and make someone else feel like not only are you nurturing yourself, but you're nurturing other people as well. Yeah. Just putting yeah. the positivity out there. And like, we need more, more of that. We yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Oh, this is such a, honestly, these were amazing tips. I've got one, I got two more questions to ask you before we we're getting close to the end here. Um, now we talked about all these things that we should do to boost immunity. Are there a few, can you give us a few things to maybe watch out for that would really affect our immune system in a negative way that we could be doing right now that you recommend that we maybe mitigate or watch out for? Yeah. Okay. So I guess kind of the flip side of some of the things that we talked about um, you know, sleep, I think is a big one because even one night of not good sleep is going to impact our cortisol levels, which is one of our stress hormones. And that, like we talked about, you know, is kind of allows this cascade of all these kind of dysfunctional things to happen within our body. So, um, binge watching Netflix, I guess would be a thing I would say to <laughs> and not that I haven't been guilty of it, but like, you know, that's one thing, um, you know, just making sure that you're really allowing yourself enough sleep. And also one thing that I find helpful with that is to, you know, turn off the screens an hour before bed and maybe do some journaling or something like that to, you know, calm the mind down so that you're able to get a really good night's sleep. Um, that's really important. And then I think too, you know, something that's happened a lot um, because of the pandemic is, you know, stress eating and a lot of baking and all of that. So, you know, again, just being really mindful um, about the things that we're putting in our bodies. Um, cause again, the sugar and even the re refined carbs, like things like, you know, white flour, those readily turn into sugar in our bodies. So, you know, making sure that we're working on, again, getting the fruits and vegetables in and getting, making sure if we're having carbs that there's some fiber attached to those as well, which helps to kind of 
buffer the glycemic effect so it doesn't spike our blood sugar as much um, can be, yeah, really important also. Right. Now I have one last question to ask and I ask everybody before we wrap things up. Um, and you've given us so many tips, so it might be hard to just pick one, but if you can give us one takeaway today, one thing that we can leave to live a healthier, happier life, what would you recommend? Yeah. Um, well, kind of overall, I would say, you know, the biggest thing, and I've, I've had my own struggles with this. I actually pushed myself into hypertension and then worked to reverse it like a couple years ago, but, um, you know, stress, I think a lot of us don't realize the impact that stress has on our body. And so it's really important that we are mindful about that and take good care of ourselves so that we can stress less and then feel better. Yeah. I love it. Stress is, I mean, I, anytime I talk to anybody on the podcast, any a wellness professional, anybody, that's like one of the things that comes up always. So I think that if these listeners have been listening to the previous episodes, I'm sure they're like, yep, I know stress. I got to get, <laughs> get it under control, but it's so important. So important. Well, Rachel, thank you so much. Where would I be able to send the audience to uh, learn a little bit about your services, connect with you further and have this conversation off the podcast? Where would you recommend they go? Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're interested in learning more about, you know, some of the things we talked about with the immune system specifically, definitely check out. I have a, a page on my website that is all free COVID tools. So we talked about this immunity boosting meal plan. There's also some quarantine workouts in there, uh, an immunity assessment tool where you can kind of learn some of the things and then you get sent a checklist of things that you can work on, kind of what we talked about on here, but it's kind of something you can take with you to work on and maybe share with your friends or your loved ones too. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to that on my website. Um, in my practice, I also have a free Facebook community. It's called the Functional Wellness and Weight Loss Community. And so we talk a lot about some of these functional medicine things that can put our body into kind of a state of imbalance that can lead to weight gain or inability to lose weight. And so we you know, work on those. I guess the other big benefit to that is that a lot of those same things that will help us with weight loss help us with lots of other wellness things like you know, reducing inflammation helps us prevent disease, all of those types of things. So um, that's, I'll send a link to that as well for the community. And I go live there once a week and talk about something either related to functional medicine or just some kind of quick tip that's going to help you incorporate some of the more healthy habits. And so um, that's a great resource also. Perfect. And I will have the links to all of your, um, like your website, your social media, your group, um, and the uh, free resource that you had talked about in the show notes. So you guys can find that. Just go to the link below and you'll be able to go to her show notes and find all those links there. So thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on and talking about this. this is fascinating. You are a wealth of knowledge. And I know a lot of people are going to leave this episode feeling empowered to kind of take control of their life and really boost your immune system going forward. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and that's the other thing about this is that this is all stuff in a world right now where there's so many things we cannot do. Mm -hmm. This is something that we can do. So I hope that it's been helpful. And thank you so much for having me. Really, it's been great talking to you, Christine.
You're welcome. And you know, I, you're so right. Like you see the news, you say, don't do this, don't do that. You know, social distance, wear a mask, but they're not talking about the things we talked about today. And that's why I'm so thankful and grateful you came on to talk about this because this is a conversation that people need to hear and people also need to have to really, you know, go forward for sure. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inspire Her Health podcast. If you were inspired about what you heard today, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, please help us to inspire more women to live their best by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Inspire Her Health so that we may give you a shout out on our social platforms and thank you for your support. If you would like more tips and tricks on how to live a healthier, happier life, be sure to visit us on our online magazine at www.inspireherhealth.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to join our community where you will be automatically entered in for our monthly giveaways, as well as receive weekly wellness challenges and exclusive content to inspire you through mind, body, and life. Thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.